And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 239. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. That's me. And we're a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome along to the show. So we got no Thor news this week because, well, well, we actually have a lot of Thor news this week, but I talked about a bunch of it last week. The problem is, is that every time there's Thor news, and I talk about it on the show. It's always like three weeks old because I, <laughs> as recording as I am, a couple of weeks in advance. So uh, I did talk quite a bit about the uh, the Thor news last time, and um, you know I, I'm trying to record these uh, a couple of weeks in advance, and sometimes I'll record two shows in one sitting. You know how it goes. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so there's lots of Thor news, lots of updates from the set. Um, and uh, thanks to uh, Manuel and others who are, are posting these important news stories on the Radio Free Asgard Facebook page. Um, incidentally, a little bit of Thor-related podcast news. Uh, the uh, Fantastic Cast this past episode last week actually covered an episode of Marvel 2-in-1 starring the Valkyrie. So uh, that was really interesting. Uh, big shout out here to our two newest followers over on Podbean. Caesar is King and International Lounge. And uh, International Lounge is actually a podcast in itself. It's a travel-related podcast. So uh, yeah, you want to go check it out. Um, they've done, I think, three or four episodes so far. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff. So anyway, thanks to uh, International Lounge and Caesar is King for joining us over on Podbean. I hope you're listening. And yeah, so I like to shout out our new followers over there. So welcome. And if, of course, if you want to contact the show, you should feel free to do so. Our email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. And you can also find us over on Facebook. Just look for Radio Free Asgard over there. And you will find us. So here we are, me and the cicadas, and we are going to continue on with our coverage of Thor, Son of Asgard. And here's our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder, the god of thunder, mighty Thor. And this week, as promised, we are looking at Thor, Son of Asgard, issue number Three has a cover date of June of 2004, retailed for $2.99, $4.25 in Canada. Cover art is by Adi Granoff and shows a glamour shot of the mysterious lady Sif wearing her halter bikini top that's a little bit too tight for a young girl, I would have to say. Um, no, it, it's uh, it's very revealing, though. And she's got her uh, sword, which is in its sheath, uh, kind of slung over her shoulder, and she has this sort of no-nonsense look like, uh, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm a nice person, but you better not piss me off. So it, it really is a really, really nice cover here. And we open up to the splash page where we have the credits. 
Akira Yoshida is the writer. Greg Tocchini is the penciler. Jay Leiston is the inker. Guru EFX is the colorist. VC's Randy Gentili is the letterer. Adi Granoff is the cover artist. As we said, Mackenzie Cadenhead is the editor. Ralph Macchio and C.B. Sabolski are the consulting editors. Joe Casada is the editor-in-chief. And Dan Buckley is the publisher. Thor, the Prince of Asgard, is a brash and impetuous youth, never one to consider who he is or what he has. Thor's mind is always on who he will be one day and what the future holds for him. He feels he lives in the shadow of his father Odin, ruler of Asgard, all he does really, and he hopes he can escape that fate through noble deeds and valiant acts. After sneaking into the Imperial Armory and attempting to lift the mighty Uruhammer Mjolnir, Thor and his warrior friends Baldur and Sif are attacked by three monstrous spiders set loose on the trio by Thor's jealous half-brother Loki. Working as a team, the trio defeats their arachnid foes. Fearing punishment for their actions, the teens are surprised to win praise from Odin himself for their heroics in battle. Having now proven themselves accomplished warriors, Odin asks the valiant youths to undertake a quest on his behalf. They must travel Asgard in search of four mystic elements that he will use to forge an enchanted sword. Without consulting Baldur or Sif, Thor accepts the quest on their behalf which does not sit well with the young warriors, as seen last issue. Their first task leads them to Nastrond in search of the dragon Hakarel, from whose hide the young heroes are meant to pluck a scale. Pluck. Much to their surprise, the white dragon lies in wait, having been tipped off to their plan. After a vicious battle, the teen trio ultimately defeats Hakarel and escapes with one of their requested scales, but not without further damaging the group's already fragile morale. Now the disgruntled youths travel north to the snowy mountains of Jotunheim, where they must pluck a feather from the wing of the snow eagle, Nori. That's Nori with a G. So, part three, the nest of Nori. And we open up to the, uh, the three of the uh, young warriors, and they're making their way through a snowy wasteland. And we can see just parts of them as they, they travel through uh, it looks like a, a true blizzard. And it's so cold that ice is forming on them and their equipment. We see Yosef's you know, bowstring. It's got icicles on it. And we've got icicles hanging from Baldur's eyebrows and from Thor's hair and everybody's nose. And, and yeah, it looks pretty cold. And uh, Thor is, is leading the three of them through knee-deep snow and ice. And uh, Baldur behind is like, all this for a feather? What kind of mad quest has Odin sent us on, says Thor, from fire to ice? We've traveled from one extreme to the other. A mad quest Odin sent us on, or a mad quest you accepted, says Balder. Just whose fault is it that we're up here freezing to death? I've heard about enough out of you, Balder. I've apologized for agreeing to this quest without asking you first. I've admitted I was wrong. Can you not accept that? What more do you want from me? A fire and a warm meal would be nice, says Balder. And the two of them kind of pushing each other. Enough, says Thor. And uh, Balder falls down in the snow with a thump. And Sif comes up. He's like, leave him alone, Thor. If anyone deserves to have some sense knocked into him here, it's you. It's still your fault that they were even here in the first place. It was you who almost got us killed by the dragon, Hakarel. 
And that kind of shuts Thor up and Thor and Balder getting up off the ground and Sif is helping Balder up and brushing the snow off his face. Maybe you should go on ahead, Thor, says Sif. The snow may continue to fall in these frozen lands, but you're the one who needs to cool off. And they kind of stare at each other for a second and uh, Thor's like, fine, Sif, side with Balder then. I've had enough of both of you complaining anyway. You've done nothing but whine about respect and acceptance this entire journey. When you two can finally accept that this quest was an adventure we were destined to travel together, then you'll get my respect back. And so uh, Thor goes off and the, the, the party looks like they're, they're separating, at least uh, they're walking apart from each other. And we see that they're being watched in a scrying pool of some kind, some kind of watery uh, thing where you see ripples in the water. So, you know, cosmic voyeuroscope basically in a puddle. And I think we've seen that before in Thor stories. So sounding pretty familiar. And uh, we see uh, the person who's watching them is laughing. It's like, ha, 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 ha. And here I was planning on driving this merry little bands of friends apart, says a, a female-shaped character. When it seems they are doing a fine job of that on their own. Let's see if I can't add a few more cracks to this already frosty group dynamic. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. We, we see Thor and uh, he's facing away from Sif and Balder and his, his eyebrows are all covered with ice. Now, you know, I, I've had a fair amount of experience of walking through icy weather, being here in Chicago where it gets pretty darn cold. Your eye, eyebrows are not what ices up. <laughs> but anyway, um so uh, the Balder, it's either, it's either Balder or Sif turns around. I think it's Balder turns around and says, Thor, wait, that was fast, says Thor. What do you have to say for yourselves? I'm not going to apologize for anything or accuse anymore. I only want to state the facts. Right now in this frozen climate, we'd be fools to part company and go our separate ways. We have to stay together for our survival. Always the voice of reason, eh, Balder, says Thor. But as usual, you're right. The three of us need to... And there's a cracking noise, and Sif is like, what's that? And there's crack, 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 kind of going around all around them. And uh, we have a full-page spread here, or really a two-page spread here, of the three of them encountering these tiny little ice pixie people. So there's a whole bunch of them, and they're... They're like little fairies made out of ice. They don't have wings, but they've got these like uh, dinosaur ridges and bumps and little horns on them. And they're all carrying these little teeny tiny swords and they are stark naked. And so the uh, three of them discover these little icy guys and they attack them. And uh, well, the, the little icy guys are, are brandishing their swords menacingly. And the three of them are kind of looking and, and Thor says, what kind of creatures are these? Be careful, Thor. They look like they've got weapons. And Thor reaches towards one, and he gets stabbed in the hand by the little icicle sword with a chuck. And Thor's like, Arg! What are these things? Says Sif. Ah, who cares what they are? Says Thor. They're hostile, and their frozen blades cut like tiny daggers. I won't wait for one to strike again. These are not the best conditions for a fight, says Balder. Our icy opponents may have the advantage here. It matters not, says Thor. 
and he swishes his sword around. He's trying to hit them, but he is not able to hit them. They're just avoiding his sword really easily. So they're swooshing and whooshing and shishing around. And yeah. And uh, Balder's like, they move like the wind. The snow doesn't slow them down at all, says Sif. They can't avoid my sword forever, says Thor. And finally, a uh, sword uh, hits one of them and breaks it all into little tiny bits with a kersh. And it falls down and gets schlopped down underneath the ice. But then it emerges alive again. Yeah, these things are hard to kill. See, they shatter like glass when struck by steel, says Thor. But as it disappears, it goes, it's madness. It's gone. What madness? And he regenerates. Regeneration. There's magic at work here. And they are being attacked now by these little snow guys. And now they've got shields all too. So yeah, it's uh, they, they can create new weapons and shit for themselves out of the ice apparently. And Sif is like, tired to the core, knee deep in snow, frozen to the bone. We need a little magic of our own right now. And they're being attacked by the little guys and they're slashing at their bodies and their face and they're, and they're actually cutting them. So they're, yeah, I mean, they're, these guys are little dangerous little things. I'm lucky I didn't lose my eye to the tip of that sword, says Sif. And uh, she's wiping blood off of her cheek. The tip of a sword, says Sif. And he, she's looking around and uh, one show a close-up of her eyes and they're reflecting one of these little icy dudes. Thor! Balder, I figured it out. They're attacking in triangular formations. They rotate around us at right angles. Don't lash out blindly. Watch their movement and anticipate their positions. And she is uh, chopping at them, cutting them in half with a skirsh. And they're all kind of whacking at them and chopping them in half. And uh, they keep regenerating, but, you know, at least they're making some kind of effort to slicing them all apart. And they, the kind of sliced up guys are falling down and they get they get sucked underneath the ice with a shup and then they return with a crack. Your senses are as sharp as ever, Sif, says Thor. Their tactics are now clear. But how do we defeat enemies who simply pop back into battle after being struck down? And Balder speaks up here. Just as Sif has figured out their attack, I think I may have figured out their weakness. And he takes his foot and he, he flips one of these up in the air and cuts it in half, and then uh, it kind of bounces the, uh, the the falling halves off of the the sword, and so they kind of disappear into a poof of of dust, uh, like like just powder snow or something. These ice pixies are some sort of elemental. They must remain in constant contact with the substance they are drawing their power from. In this case, they're channeling the ice that lies beneath the snow we're standing on. They can keep reforming while touching it, break their connection to that ice, and they become powerless. So they're whapping at the uh, the guys again and busting them up. Let's get them off the ground then, says Thor, and they're they're doing all that. And Sif is picking them up in her hands and, uh, and just throwing them at Thor. And, and she's like, Thor, incoming! And he's, he's smashing them apart, apart with his uh, swords. He's got a sword in each hand here. And she's like, nice shot! And they're all hacking up all these little guys and uh, just kind of it's like a, the ultimate snowball fight kind of thing. And then the uh, the little guys give up and they, they start to retreat and they're running away. And somebody says, they're vanishing. And they go, fish, fish, fish. They're gone, says Thor. Swallowed up just as victory was in our grasp. We still won, says Balder. 
However, we should be more concerned with motive than outcome here. Where did they come from? Did somebody send them after us? And if so, why? Elementals just don't appear. They have to be summoned, says Sif. It's just like with the dragon. It's as if somebody knew we were coming, says Balder. Someone who wants to prevent us from accomplishing our tasks. Someone who wants us dead, more likely. I don't care what you think, Thor, but this is no coincidence. Somebody knows about our quest. And again, I'll remind you that no one but Odin knows this journey we're on, says Thor. Loki was there. He was asked to leave, but it could have overheard. You're always so quick to blame my brother, Sif. Loki would never... And there's a screeing noise, and we see a somewhat larger ice creature appearing out of the mists. And, uh, well, it's not an ice creature after all. It's some sort of a giant bird. Some, somebody tells me they were here to find a giant bird, weren't they? So uh, you see uh, the sort of winged uh, character coming down through the mist, and it's going scree! And the three of them are standing there in the snow, and they get dive-bombed by this giant bald eagle. You get a full-page spread here of the eagle swooping down, going scree! Scree! And lands on a big chunk of ice near them. And all three of the, the kids have their swords drawn. And uh, the eagle says, You can sheathe your swords, hatchlings. There is no further need for your weapons here today. Welcome to Jotunheim, son of Odin. I am Gnori, king of the snow eagles, and friend to your father. Friend of my father, you say? Then why send your minions to attack his kin, says Thor? It was not enough to call a storm of snow and ice down upon us. You had to send your icy elves to further impend our journey and inflict harm? I will be sure Odin hears of the hospitality you have extended us, friend. The eagle just kind of looks away and he, he looks up again. So, the rumors I've heard are true. The prince of Asgard does possess a fiery temper and a silver tongue. One should not be so quick to accuse young Thor before knowing the whole story. The storm you were caught in was indeed my doing. All who come to Jotunheim and seek my lair must pass through blizzards to demonstrate the depth of their desire for an audience with me. But that is the only test. The ice elementals you fought were not my creation. From my perch high above, I saw your plight and came to help. The victory was yours before I could offer my assistance. You three fought well. Then who summoned them? asks Balder. I do not have the answer you seek, kind Balder, but I advise caution. Powerful magic is needed to summon such elementals. If someone seeks to put that magic to evil use, surely no good can come of it. All of Asgard must beware such formidable foes, even one such as you, Balder. Though you are beloved by all creatures in Asgard, it is love that may one day be your downfall. Dun, dun, dun. And Sif speaks up here. Just what do you speak of, King Ganori? Balder is the most noble and gentle of souls in all these lands. How can love spell doom for one such as he, against whom none can bear ill will? Your senses are keen, Lady Sif, says the eagle, much like those of your brother Heimdall, but there is still much that passes you by. There is no destiny that is set in stone, no future that cannot be changed. You must learn to see all the possibilities presented for what they truly are, and choose your paths wisely. And the eagle just kind of sits there, looking all proud and puffed up. And there's a moment of silence here. And Thor then uh, gets down on his knees and bows. He says, King Nori, 
I beg your forgiveness. My earlier accusations were spoken in haste and anger. I meant no disrespect. My harsh words only served to bring shame to my name and that of my family. Please find it in your heart to forgive me. You may rise, Odin's son. There is no need for such apologies, Thor. While you are quick to place blame, your words came from your heart and were spoken out of concern for the lives of your friends. I would expect no less. You are indeed your father's son. And if I'm not mistaken, your father has requested you bring him one of these. And he kind of shakes his wing and shakes a, a feather loose. Please take one. You have all earned it. And the uh, feather comes out, falls, and Thor grabs it. And Ganori the eagle goes flying off. Fare thee well, young gods. I expect great things from you. And he goes flying off. And so the three are, are happy, and though they're still in the icy mountains and, yeah, having their adventure. Well, we have two of the mystic elements Odin asked for, says Thor. Our quest is half over. Two tasks left. Plenty of opportunity for us to encounter more evil creatures in dangerous lands, says Sif. Do you really believe Loki is behind this mischief, Sif? Even he doesn't possess the magic abilities necessary to summon elementals. Then that begs the question, who in Asgard does, says Balder. Maybe we should think about that. And what about Nuri's warnings? Maybe we should go back to Asgard and seek Odin's counsel. No, says Thor. We're not going to abandon the quest under any circumstances. We will not return to Asgard without the four elements. I won't fail. We'll just have to be more careful, more alert. We'll have to watch each other's backs a little bit more carefully. And they go shuffling off through the ice. And we see a ghostly figure. Uh, looks like a sinister profile kind of leering at them. Uh, and we have to be continued. And of course, we have a few things to say about this issue, but we will say them after this message. The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, in which four guys talk about romance comics and about romances in comics with Siskoid. We're all uh, French Canadians here. Marty! In horror comics, there's often like this little, you know, <laughs> romance tinge, I guess. Okay. Bass! We oh, just yeah. turned on him! <laughs> and yours truly, Fern. I'm very aroused. Featuring the overproduced wonder that is Romance Comics Theater every episode. Dan, I knew it couldn't last from the first day you eyeballed me when I reported to work. It wouldn't matter if I washed in laundry soap and came to work in a burlap sack. I'd turn you on. And you have the same effect on me. I... I do? The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, available at lonelyheartspodcast.wordpress.com and on iTunes. We've had a comic book And we're back. And of course, yeah, like all the new shows, I've got a bunch of new trailers, folks. So obviously the last few weeks you've heard trailers you haven't heard before. Check out all these shows because they are all really good. All right. So we're back and we want to talk about the issue a little bit. Remember, uh, I think it was two episodes ago when I was talking about how this uh, really nicely painted comic would soon be getting a little bit sketchier and a little bit more rough. Well, that happened this issue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the artwork, it's, it's still good. And we still have some of the same 
I don't know, some of the same faults that we've seen all along in, in Tocini's pencils. Um, again, all of his faces kind of look the same. And because we don't have that the painted artwork this time, uh, again, we have a little bit of sameness to, to everything. The eagle, though, I have to say that in every panel that the eagle appears in is absolutely magnificent kind of like the dragon last time you know he's spent a lot of time uh, making the dragon look really cool and interesting and the same with the eagle obviously he used a bald eagle as the uh the template for his eagle wouldn't quite expect that necessarily from from an eagle in asgard but eh, okay yeah i'm i'm fine with it um though you would think that you know, maybe uh, an eagle more native to Europe might have been a more, <laughs> I mean, a more appropriate model, like a golden eagle or something. I guess if it could be consistent with what we've seen in the comics before. I don't necessarily remember uh, seeing eagles in Thor comics in the past, though I, I'm probably just forgetting about them. Because uh, I know that there was at least one in uh, Thor, what oath? Yeah, I think that was one. Yeah, I believe we had an eagle in that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't quite as bald eagly as this one. But uh, anyway, yeah, so this one looks like he, he would have actually used uh, reference and made the eagle look very realistic. I like that. I like when the animals of Asgard look realistic, like we had with Ratatosk and Thor God of Thunder, um, and, and like we see here. Uh, it, it adds an element of reality and believability to the comic, and so I like that. Story-wise, this is basically the same story we had last issue. I mean, we have the, the, it's exactly the same plot, and I have a feeling that we're going to get that same plot at least one more time as they seek the, uh, the, the various elements. Now, we're only a quarter of the way through the book, and they're halfway through their gathering of the four elements. So something tells me that it's not going to be so easy to gather the rest of them. Um, but, but basically, that's what we have is this sort of prelude. And then we have these two very episodic pieces here of the three of them encounter a monster, whatever. They achieve their goal, and then they go. And so uh, we'll see where that goes to. I have a feeling that, that the second time we've seen it, you know, it's kind of like the, the first two stanzas of a rock and roll song, and then you have to have that eight-bar break in the middle. And I have a feeling that eight-bar break is going to be happening over the next couple of issues. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I haven't read ahead. So I'm just, you know, every week when I'm going through these, I've only looked at it just the once, just really quick over before doing the summary. Anyhow, that's about it for this week. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. And, of course... You can contact the show, like I said before, by emailing RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com or join us on Facebook. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge to the snowy mountains of Jotunheim, which would really feel nice about now because it is so freaking hot here in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group, 
We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.